Welcome back to Conscious Contemplation. My guest joining me today is Ashley, a soul-led coach that I sat next to in the sauna. Crazy synchronicity (laughs) yet again. We had already had a few DMs going back and forth on Instagram. And my last message to you was, hopefully we cross paths one day. And then literally (laughs) a couple days later, like, hey, you look familiar. And there we are. So that is how we got here today to have this amazing deep chat. We want to go deep into all things food, relationship to yourself, confidence, purpose. We're going to just see where it goes. So welcome. Thank you. I'm a little bit intimidated by this setup, but thank you for having me. It was a such a coincidence. Well, not a coincidence. It was a synchronicity that we met up by the universe. It was yeah. two days beforehand. You said hopefully we cross paths soon, and here we are. So yeah, yeah it all aligned. It. <laughs> we were and you were like literally in the sauna, like I'm speechless. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I was in the sauna and I was just meditating, and I heard your conversation, and you were talking about yoga, salt yoga, and I'd been thinking about going there, but I didn't know if it was heated or not, and I was like, should I say something? No, no, don't say something just like just keep to yourself and then I was like you know what I'm no I'm gonna say something I'm gonna spark up a conversation and I lifted my head up and I started and then he went I think I know you and then it just started from there so yeah Yeah. it was it was beautiful yeah I love it I love it so (laughs) give us a little quick spill about who you are and what you do and obviously they'll get to know you on a deeper level as we go forward but just a quick summary a quick summary I'm a soul-led coach so I My background is bodybuilding. I was a bodybuilder for four years and within that I got a lot of health issues. To heal my health issues I kind of went down a holistic path because nothing that I was doing at the time was working. Mm -hmm. I was in that desperate mindset of fixing everything and I was buying lots of supplements and hiring different coaches to fix myself, not actually diving into why I was having these health issues and I ended up going down the holistic route. and then within that coach, he was made to my awareness inner child work, shadow work, mm-hmm. and all of these different healing modalities to look within to do the inner work. And within that, I kind of realized why I was doing the bodybuilding, why I hated myself, why I didn't have any confidence. Mm. Going back to childhood, you know, childhood everyone thinks is great or you know we like to say our childhood was fine it was a picture perfect family you know there's a lot of things that happen in childhood that sometimes we're not even aware of but it shows up in how we present ourselves as adults Mm -hmm. um and then through teenagers teenage years going into drinking drugs diving into why I did all of that why I was the way that I was why I didn't have many people around me Mm -hmm. why I couldn't connect with people and then that kind of led me into the path of healing different parts of myself and still being on that healing journey because it's forever and it's a rabbit hole um and that led me to (laughs) what i what i believe is now my purpose to reveal my soul and to guide others through the similar journey reveal my soul yeah I love that. <laughs> Reveal my soul. Yeah, it's been it's been Oh my healing, god, I feel like that know? needs to be my new Instagram bio. <laughs> Reveal your soul. Well, you know, it's but like it's so true, right? Yeah, like your soul gets chipped. Chipped, yeah. yeah. And also like so many people they're just in the physical world and so oblivious to the fact that there's always more underneath yeah. the surface. Yeah. Like surface level is all well and good, but 
there's going to be wake up calls left, right, and center until you reveal mm. your soul. Yeah. So I love that. The awakening side of things, you know, yeah. and that's why I, I feel so aligned to where I am now. I never would have imagined where I am now. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is just the start. And like, <laughs> I never thought I would be where I was. And that's why I feel so passionate, you know, when I'm helping my clients and posting on social media that there is so much more to what you believe mm. is life. Like, you know, we are so small. We are kept so small in fear and sickness and these stories that hold us back. And mm. there's a big, wide world out there and we hold so much power and the energy within us and what we attract and what we can create, but we don't realise it. And, you know, that's not our fault you know, Mm. until we kind of have this awakening. And for me, it was my health. You know, there was a crisis. Mm -hmm. You know, I had, I couldn't get out of bed. I didn't want to look after my son. It was, I had no place to go apart from within. Mm. And yeah, so within my business, I was, at first, when I first started this, it was binge eating, you know, binge eating was a huge, huge part of my story. I binged and I purged for 10 years. Purging as well. Purging as well, yeah, Yeah. for 10 years. And, you know, even, so it started when I was 19, even through bodybuilding, it still continued. And, you know, that's where I thought, you know, I was aligned to, to help people with their binging because I overcame my own. But then I discovered that I didn't intentionally overcome my binging. I didn't set out to heal that. I set out to look within. Mm. And as I started to look within and do shadow work and inner child and to reveal why I was doing things and why I felt this way and why I was hiding and that within that to look within and to amend and acknowledge different areas of my life and who I thought I was within Mm. that that healed my binge eating and it also healed relationships and the way I look at life and the way I see the world and the brightness in my eyes and Mm. to be alive So I didn't intentionally set out to do that. And that's why I've kind of transitioned now from, you know, not just focusing on the binge eating, but focusing on everything because Mm. the binge eating is the surface level. You know, we want to get under it and under it and under it. And if we can do that, it's not just the binge eating that you'll heal. It's the other areas, the relationships, Mm. the work, everything that doesn't serve you. And that's where I lie. That's my passion. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it comes down to how much confidence you have how much worth you have how much desire you have to show up for yourself like if you heal that all the behaviors change all the things you attract change Mm -hmm. so I definitely love how yeah you're helping all types of people because the eating is just a band-aid however the you know smoking can be the band-aid the drinking can be the band-aid like and it's it doesn't matter what someone's using as the band-aid, their story is what matters. Yeah, it's all the same, no matter what yeah. you're leaning into. It's it's not that that is the problem. It is mm-hmm. why. Why are you needing that to regulate yourself, to sell yourself, to soothe yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you were doing the bodybuilding competition, will were you binging and purging during that? So prep? I didn't actually compete. I was in prep when all these health issues arised mm-hmm. and I was in that fix-it mindset because this happened um, just before Christmas and I was due to start prep in the April. So it was like 
I need to get this fixed and fixed and fixed. So I didn't actually, and then by that time, I actually realised I didn't want to do bodybuilding anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to look like this. And mm-hmm. to be honest, the thought and the image of being a bodybuilder and even a muscly man, just I was so turned off by it. It mm-hmm. was like I went from this person and then just flipped 180 to I just I just despised it. I didn't want to mm-hmm. look at it. Um, but yeah, throughout that whole bodybuilding journey, I was binge eating and purging. And it didn't matter what calories I was on. You know, at one mm. point I was eating 5,000 calories because I was in, like, a growth phase. I was still binge eating. I was still binge eating when I was dying. I was, it didn't matter. But mm. I also really enjoyed it, mm. you know, because it was the only... My life became so small. And, you know, I know that I'm not the only one where we, we fixate on looking a certain way. But we don't actually see ourselves for what we actually look like. Mm. because we're just blinded by our trauma and the stories that we tell ourselves and our ego and I always thought I was fat you know Mm. I was 9% body fat I wasn't muscly enough and I just kept saying when I get that when I and look Mm. at myself and go yeah that's when life will be like amazing that's when I'll meet someone like a partner that's when I'll have Mm. friends that's when I'll allow myself to go out for dinner that's when I'll you know allow myself to go on holiday that's when I might stay up later with my son but until then he needs to go to bed at a certain time because I need to rest Mm. and I need to have these meals and I need to go to the gym twice a day and Mm. that's all that I did if I wasn't training yeah I was thinking about training if I wasn't doing that I was watching podcasts YouTube Everything was about that. Mm. So I couldn't even hold a conversation with anyone else mm. because I couldn't talk about anything else other than training. So and it's, it's like, so boring, isn't yeah. it? Like, there's no life. Yeah, last night my partner and I were actually talking about how I feel like when I look back at my past self that was unhappy, was lost, was using addictions as a coping, self-soothing, <coughs> you know, all these things, I feel like I was like, we were saying one dimensional, Mm. like there just wasn't enough excitement in my life because I only had one thing to excite me. Yeah. Whereas like now I look at my present self and the more I love myself, the more I feel like I deserve the best that I keep finding all these things to be excited about in life. Yeah. And Every week or two weeks, I'm adding on a new dimension yeah. to myself. Like, yeah. whether it's, you know, start a new hobby, it doesn't have to be serious, but I do it once and I think, oh, I would love to do that again. Yeah. And I remember when I was really trying to find healthy ways to self-soothe, there was this one point where I still didn't know my purpose, but I was trying to find healthy ways to self-soothe. I had to literally write down a list of, like, these are all the things I want to try when I'm bored. These are all the things I can I do that. when I don't when I have free time because... Yeah. I realized like that was the time when I needed to actually have the backup list rather than falling into the old patterns. Yeah. It was like, okay, just try like, I don't know. One of the things was like, go to Bunnings and look for a new plant or <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know, yeah. do some coloring in or yeah. do yoga I or whatever. <laughs> I love coloring. I think um, that's really important because yeah. it, like you say, these, these coping mechanisms that we have, they're automatic. Mm. we don't actually realise that we're even doing it. Yeah. You know, we're just so oblivious. We're just on autopilot, so unconscious about it. So to have that list, but then you also need to have that awareness as well. Yeah. I was going to lean into that, but I'm going to decide and choose differently to Mm. lean into something So, yeah, first step is definitely getting the awareness. 
Yeah. And then having that different strategy. So what other tips do you give your clients to kind of break that autopilot mentality? There needs to be a lot of meditation and breath work. I am a huge, huge fan of meditation and breath work. I think that to overcome all of this, you know, all the pain and the the relationship issues and the stories that we have of ourselves and, you know, the thoughts we need to connect within and we need to stop, we need to be still. And that's so hard for so many of us. And a lot of my clients, when I do suggest breath work and meditation, morning and night, and they're like, oh, morning and night. But it's like, you need to just, it doesn't need to be long. Mm. Like five minutes of breath work and then before the meditation and then five minutes of meditation to be still and it's a practice. Feel what it's like to be in your body. Mm-hmm. And then within that, building up that practice by doing it morning and night, they can then use that. It's Meditation is not like what you do in meditation. It's what you do outside of meditation. Mm-hmm. So you're learning the skills within meditation to be still and mm-hmm. witness thoughts and then taking that practice into your normal life so you can mm-hmm. stop and pause and then respond. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my clients as well, at night time, I get them to do the restorative position, which is like sitting on the floor with your legs on the sofa like that. Okay, and yeah, do their breathing up. like that, yeah, mm-hmm. to just reset their nervous system. Nervous system regulation mm. is so, so important. Mm. And then another thing is having fun. Yes. Yeah, so Play. having mm. fun. And they're like, oh, but I don't know what I like to do for fun. And I totally get it because for four years, my fun was the gym. Mm-hmm. But it's not actually fun. It's a coping mechanism. Yeah. And when that only thing is the only thing, then it becomes a problem. Mm. And for me, that was yeah, everything. I'd rather not go out for breakfast because I'd rather go train. Mm-hmm. And then that becomes a problem. So it's finding what is fun. And I like to suggest, what did you used to do as a child? Mm-hmm. You know, for yes. me, it's playing with my son and playing football and also colouring in. It doesn't have to be like go out and party and stuff like that. It could be and anything. If you can't remember what you used to love as a child... Trauma. Trauma. Like, that's That's the biggest signal that you have trauma. Yeah. My memory of my childhood is true. I mean, Mm -hmm. my memory of the last, pretty much my whole life is is shocking. Mm -hmm. Even for those four years I was bodybuilder with my son and my son was born, the memories that I have with him are very faint, Mm -hmm. which is very sad. And I know I wasn't a present mother, which is awful. Mm. yeah but in saying that like whether you were that kind of mother or not like the child is going to pick up trauma from whatever thing so as long as now you're on the other side and you're like the most incredible person yeah you're still like how old is he now he's he'll be five in october yeah so he's still under that like seven year phase of like being conditioned for life like you've you've like if anything you've become any like have an even better story now i mean yeah i don't i don't at first i did blame myself you mm-hmm. know i was like what an awful mother you know and i know i'm not an awful mother i know i did my absolute best and that's all that we can do but i also hold so much compassion to myself that i did this to escape everything that i was feeling mm. from you know from childhood and everything that i've carried within my life and unfortunately that made me you know i'm a single full-time mum i'm there every single day but I wasn't there. You know, I was too preoccupied of not being safe in my body. Mm. But it's being aware of that now and actually putting my hands up to say, yeah, you know, that's my responsibility. Mm. I need to cop that on the chin, but what can I do now? 
the being safe in your body like I feel like I see every coach say this and I understand what it means but I feel like so many people would just not get what that means being safe in your body and it does really come down to that doesn't it because for me when I wasn't safe in my body also wasn't acting from a place of purpose because all those stories about who I am why it's wrong they were blocking me and so that came down to the safety and then another thing is a lot of people say that you know people that are overweight aren't safe in their body like there's a big link to that so what is your way of describing like being safe in your body for people that may be a bit confused for me, being safe in your body is a lot of nervous system regulation, but being being safe in your body is being safe with who you are. So for me, it's a lot of internal peace and happiness where the external environments, mm-hmm. people, places, things can happen and they could be quote-unquote good things or bad things, but none of that affects how you are within because mm-hmm. you are safe in your body, you are you know who you are. I mean, that's subject to change as well, but you're you're proud of who you are. You're content with who you are. You see yourself for more than just your body, but then also being conscious that we are energetic beings. So be, knowing within you what it feels like to be you, mm. knowing if you have a heaviness in your heart, knowing mm. if you have, you know, I get a lot of pain in my right quad, a lot of energy blocks, and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what it is. But just being aware of what it's like to be in your body and awareness that when things happen, how that affects your body. And the more aware you are, that's where you can go, look, I am feeling right now, you know, headachey, like my chest is tight. Mm. This is the moment where I need to stop yep. and just do seven Jones. breaths, sit for five minutes in silence. Like yeah. it's the more safety you have, the more you can act quick and be so okay with, like, just regulating it in the moment. Yeah. Um, for me, like, I was telling you before you got here, I'm having a few car problems at mm. the moment. And I... It's a sign ha- for a new car. I know. I've got, I've got a car on my vision board just over there. There and you I go. Since I've moved in this house, like, I've had it right looking at my bed and every day I'm like, I really want that car. You never know. This is it. And then it's like, hmm... All right. You might see it on sale tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, going back to what I was saying, I was driving my car and the engine light was on and I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> and I was like, the old me would have literally had a panic attack or something and had to pull over and start crying, like thinking about the worst case scenario. What if, what if, yeah. what if? And yeah. my fear yes but also my head was in control back then right whereas I kind of felt the conflict of like okay I am a bit more anxious because of that light but you know what's the worst that can happen I'm there for myself like I know I'm protected like la 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 and then when I got there I was still kind of like okay I made it to to work because I was doing a um, casual job that day I waited I made it to work and I feel so charged like and scattered and like adrenaline you know from not knowing what's going to happen so I just stayed in the car took a few breaths walked in late to work (laughs) five minutes late and I was like hi and he's like oh you're a bit late like what happened and I was like I had to do some breaths like it's better (laughs) I did that than walk in here in the state I was and he was like okay 
Love that. You know, and so you can create the boundaries, create the time, right? Oh, 100%. Like, you walk in and go, I needed that. You're lucky that, like, I took that time for myself because now I'm a better worker. I'm in a great state. But you know what? Even if he he didn't like it... Mm. That's his problem. That's not your problem. problem. Yeah, yeah. Like, not to let him, you know, mm. you need to do what you need to do to put your happiness first. Mm. It doesn't matter what experience you're in. Yeah. If they don't understand that, then that's their blockages, not, yeah. not yours. So I just do want to touch on a bit more of the binge eating side of things because I know that we both know it's way more than that. 100%. But some people need to have just one specific thing of like, this is the reason I need to act now for myself, you know? So if we really touch on what that could be, it could bring more awareness to someone and they might go, no, okay, this is exactly me. Because mm. some people are also in denial. Oh, 100%. Or they enjoy it, you know? My thing yeah. was I enjoyed it. I didn't, I didn't, I knew it was a problem. I mean, I was Persian as well, you know? I would even be over the toilet crying purge and then go back and binge eat and do it again Mm. you know because the act of the binge eating gave me so much pleasure and i just zoned out now it's like a trance i'd be disgusted with myself i'd grow up and then i'd do it again and it was just a cycle it was yeah it's a trance you Mm. you don't know it's like you know even these moments where you'd find yourself driving to Woolworths. And then you'd be in the car with a big bag of goodies, eating whilst you're driving, and I don't even remember going to the shops to buy it. Mm. Because in it's it's I think I did read somewhere it's like drink driving, mm. you know, because you're not actually there. That's that's a great point. That is something that I've cut off. Like mm. I was a massive eat in the car person. Yeah, yeah. Massive eat in the car person. Yeah. So you know, say it's an hour drive and you got. A bag of chips there. Mm. Our drive, they're all gone, and yeah. you don't even realize it. Oh, bottom of the bag. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think it is. Yeah, once again, like setting boundaries with yourself. A few other things that have really helped me is like making sure I sit down, knife and fork, eat on the table. Presence. Presence. Put the phone away. Like, and, you know, I look at my mum eating and this is my main role model growing up was just us literally, like, pulling shit out of the fridge and just shoving it in her mouth, like, yeah. pulling stuff. And then I, like, found it really frustrating being the one to sit down and eat at the table if she would come in and I see her do it because I'd be like, oh, like, it does look satisfying. Yeah, yeah, it's um, like grazing. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to, you know, pinpoint and give like a, an overall advice for binge eating because there are so many drivers, mm. you know, I can speak personally for me that for me, it was, you know, previous past experiences, you know, I was in a domestic violence relationship, but I think the, the pivotal moment for me for when I actually, or the catalyst, sort of say that where I started this when I was 19 was when I was 15, my mum tried to commit suicide. Yeah, and no one, you know, realising now, no one cared about me, mm, you know, yeah. so I was abandoned by my mum as such, and you know, I found her, and no one checked on me, no one made sure that I was okay, you know, she kind of, she was okay, obviously, and, you know, I thank you for that, um, you know, I'm grateful that she's she's fine, but she kind of went back to normal, everyone went back to normal, and there's me as a 15-year-old, 
and no one bothered on me and their defences were well, I was partying and going out all the time. So I turned to drinking the drugs and then I kind of started fitness at like 19. So I stopped the drinking the drugs. So then I started the binge and the purging. Mm -hmm. And then within that, other stuff happened with like different relationships that I had. So it just mm -hmm. continued to continue. So what do you think made you stop the drinking and drugs and go to eating? Because I wanted, I was into fitness by then. And I knew that the drinking the drugs wouldn't benefit me. Okay. Right, but then I was still binge eating. But I was binge eating yeah. because I was compensating. Mm. And for 10 years I got away with it because yeah. I was never fat. You know, I was in really good shape because I got away with it. And I think that's another reason why I just kind of allowed it to happen. Because I would train three times that day or I'd do another 10,000 mm. steps or whatever it was. Yeah, and another thing that people um, I saw in this video one day came up as a real, it's like, you can stop drinking and drugs, but you can't stop eating. No. You can't stop eating. No. So it's like if you eat a meal and then it's chicken and rice and broccoli and it's healthy, mm. then you're like, okay, eating, 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 that's done. And then it's like you've already – so say it's like a, a angry bear. Like you're trying to take the angry bear out of the cage and pat it. Mm. But it's like now the bear's out of the cage. It's like <laughs> – and now we're in the kitchen. It's like – you know, yeah. so hard to say no completely to that habit because you have to do it to a healthy degree. Yeah. I think so, with food as well, it gives you, you know, with the drugs and the alcohol, it's a big, you know, it's a social thing. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so with the food, it's more of an isolation thing, you know, and the food leading into binge eating or emotional eating, it gives you that comfort. Yeah. So it's like it's like the hug from mum. It gives you that warmth. It gives you, you feel like you're being held and you're safe. Whereas drinking and drug, you know, you're out, you're partying or whether it's not the same. Mm -hmm. So the food, and that's why it's really hard to get away from because who wants to get away from a hug from the mum, you know? It's, yeah. it's what you want at the end of the day. You look forward to it. I sometimes planned it. Mm. You know, if, if I restrict these two days, you know, on Saturday night, I'll, I'll go for it. Yeah. And I'll look forward to it. Yeah. Even though it disgusted me. Yeah. Yeah, and then the more disgusted you are about yourself, the harder it is to stop because you're not in a good place so yeah it's nobles with me it was definitely the being an only child not having people around what do I do with myself go to the pantry take a few snacks bring it into my bedroom eat okay I'm happy two hours later need to do it again yeah. an yeah. hour later need to do it again yeah. So that was me and my situation. It was a lot of loneliness yeah. and I found that purpose helped that so much because in my spare time, I'm not thinking how can I get happiness from food. I'm thinking always about my business yeah. because I love it so much. Yeah. So it like almost consumes me and brings me so much joy that I get comfort from having that as my like background thought yeah um and i also now love cacao like i've make it do with, you oh have you had it before I, i've not had anyone do it properly for me so what? i've got this okay. is it sacred heart sacred soul sacred, yeah yeah the gold, the gold container so that's like the powder no it's like chocolate bricks oh yeah yeah that's the one i, have. I mean it's you I mean, it's, like it's it? all right. Okay. I just make it by itself, though. I don't know the, the mm, recipes. Yeah. You'd have to make all it right. for me. Well, have to have a heart end the podcast. <laughs> uh, we were having cacao now. 
so I, I put a lot of spices in it and I love that you can like if you're feeling like you need to be really grounded I go like cayenne pepper maybe even chili like that kind of thing yep. if I feel like I need to be chakra. yeah or if I feel like I need to go more into my heart and slow down I do a lot sweeter things so Beautiful. cinnamon nutmeg right. I, it is delicious yeah I've seen recipes and people stirring the pot on Instagram but I've not I've not made it okay. to that level yet <laughs> Sounds good. So, yeah, that's kind of the thing. That's my warm hug from mum now. Yeah. Because it's like, it feels so filling as well because it's got like a lot of minerals and fats and stuff. But also just like sipping it with intention. Yeah. Um, And yeah, definitely like I'll pull cards and that. And yeah, just all these things to tune into yourself. The more you do that, like... Yeah. The easier it is that's, to let the That's like this whole pass. process, isn't yeah. it? Everything is just about connection with self. And going back to what you said about, you know, or what we were speaking about with the binge eating and pleasure. Yeah. It's it's coming on into this journey and, you know, looking within to awaken to what is. And within that, you find that there is so much pleasure in everything. You know, like, mm. you know, like now, I used to be so like hold my head down and victim and oh life's so hard and there's so many bills and it's all so such a struggle and you know I'm a single mum I've got why have I got to do everything if I don't do it no one will and it's just like victim life's hard everything's a struggle didn't have much to talk about with other people just not a very nice person to be around at all and now it's like I find myself I'm just smiling and like feel like I'm like Mary Poppins walking down the street you know I, I just feel so happy and yeah. I'm you know I, I'm attracted to birds and flowers now like and especially aeroplanes oh, in the sky yes. like I'm really like oh look at that tree like oh my god like I'm so happy and yeah so there's so That's much pleasure in another good everything people can do because is. you're awakening to the beauty mm. and the abundance of the world and spiritually aligned I'm very yeah. I'm very into my guides and my angels at the moment. Yeah. That's another thing people can do is, like, there's birds everywhere, no matter if you're in the city, if mm. you're in the forest, if you're in... Like, so just watching them is such a mindful practice. Yeah. And just, like, you know, obviously you're going to be outside to watch them. So just being outside, watching them, like, I do that for meditation. Yeah. Like, that's... Like, this morning I was like, is he going to find a word? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, just being um, curious. Of and, yeah, another is. thing is, like, if you are eating for pleasure a lot of the time, like you said, it's because you are desiring more emotion, uh, spirit, sorry, spiritual connection. 100%. Yeah, and it's there. Yeah. You know, I never would have... Like, as I said at the start of this podcast, thought I never would have, I didn't even know mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in this tiny little world where all I kind of surrounded myself was bodybuilders and all I followed on Instagram was fitness stuff. So I thought that they were the only people in the world, even though I knew that they wasn't, because that was all that I was consuming, all that I was doing, that was all my world was. Mm. And now it's like awakening to this and to believe that there is universal power and that you know you don't have to believe in god and i don't say god i say source or universe but speaking to angels and praying every day to ask and to open up yourself you know you're just talking Mm -hmm. to yourself when you pray and just allowing yourself to be vulnerable and asking for what it is that you want but then within that showing up as that Mm -hmm. person that achieves what you're asking for 
Yeah. And if people don't feel like they want to pray, they can just write out in, the journal, in their journal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. So I write yeah. in my journal, but I specifically speak to certain people. And then I read it out loud. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, me and my son, I, I pray when I take him to school. He sometimes joins in, sometimes he doesn't. You don't have to, like, sit there with your hands together. But it's just, it's believing. Mm-hmm. Whatever you believe becomes true. So to believe that there is something out there. You know, this world is, this, this place is magical. You know, have things grow from the grass. And, and we really do have everything at our fucking fingertips. And ev- everything <laughs> yeah. is, like... You can you could get so deep into mm-hmm. this, and you know it's it's hard for people to kind of understand, and I totally get it because if we had this conversation a year ago, I would have just been like la 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 la, like <laughs> I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah. But when you start to look within and to witness the power that you have and the strength that you have to overcome the stories that you believe to be true and the beliefs that you have about yourself mm-hmm. you know you're born into this world as a tiny baby you know mm-hmm. you're the same as everyone else this powerful unique being with no shadows no mm-hmm. conditioning and yeah. then we grow up to be whatever we are surrounded by mm-hmm. but that yeah. is not all that there is in this world yeah and when it comes to coming over in addiction support is everything but you got to pick your support so wisely 100%. Right? So wisely. 100%. So do you, when you work with clients, have like a Facebook group that they can all interact with any everyone? Or like how do you recommend people finding that support? Yeah, I am going to be doing a community Facebook group. It is on the to-do list. Yeah. Um, I do have a group program coming up very soon as well, which is going to be is it a beta round where I'm going to be offering at a half price because this is the first launch that I'm going to be doing. It's an eight-week group container of self-discovery. It's going to be launching in a couple of weeks. I'm still trying to figure out exactly how I want to do it, and it is going to be subject to change, all I ask, because it's 50% off. I asked for the ladies that work with me to give me some testimonials and feedback to how they found the course. And then mm. next year I will relaunch it as a, a, a deeper course to make adjustments and then it will be full price. So within that, I will be creating a Facebook group, but life has just been really busy at mm. the moment. I haven't got time to do it. But how people can find support is to speak their truth. You know, Amen. I, I know it's so hard, you know, and we the stories that we hold towards it, mm. you know, what are people going to say or we believe that I we're the only one yep. going through this. But if you speak up, and it could be on your Instagram stories, it could be to someone at work, it could be to, you know, your parents or whoever it may be, within that, to, to speak out loud instead of carrying it within you, there's so much freedom. Mm. Just to say it to someone. Yeah, and you know, like, I hold space for people during sessions yeah. all the time, yet when I had an, a really emotional event, well, a charge, I should say, come up a couple of days ago this was, something from my past has kind of been happening again, but not to the same degree, yeah. and I was, like, not feeling safe in my body. I was really getting triggered as in... I, my mind was like, it's going to happen again. Like, it's not extreme now, but it could get that way. And my partner was like coaching me through breathing while I was crying. He was holding space for me. It was so beautiful. Like, he was like, tell me what's wrong. And I was like, and like, I went to say it and just such a blockage. 
and I just like laid with my arms around him and he laid with his arms around me and we just laid there for like five minutes and then I was finally ready and it was like a big massive like telling every single detail like it flowed out every single thing and after it my mind was like he might be judging you now Mm. he might not understand what if he thinks you're crazy what if he thinks you're weirdo what if he thinks that you know all these things all these what if what if what if and I was like what is happening? Mm. Like, I deserve to receive love. I deserve to be held space for. I deserve to be heard. And that, for me, was actually so beautiful because I realized that if that was a female, it would have been different to a male because I've always had this kind of thing about a masculine holding space for me. Yep. So... It's not that I can't express my truth, but in that moment, it was just like, give yourself time to. Yeah. Well, you need to feel safe to release, don't you? And then don't let your mind say that they're going to judge you because that was all made up in my head. Yeah. But even if they do judge you. Yeah. Like if someone judges you, that's them, isn't it? It's not anything. Well, also, I think if I go into it thinking I'm going to tell them but they might judge me, then I'm also creating oh, yes. it, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So that's the end of that's, it. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that's where I was like, okay, don't create that. Like, no, you deserve it. And yeah. if it happens, like, again with another situation, it's like, amazing. I have so much trust for this person. Yeah. And it will be even easier for the truth to come out effortlessly the next time. Yeah. When you release that truth, it's mm. such a... There's such a sense of relief and freedom and you find you might find that if you know you speak out something that you've been holding on to, then it's just all gonna start vomiting out and it's just gonna be like, oh like I feel so much better. But also within that holds so much power because if you speak your truth, say on your stories or to a friend, you know, you never know, they could be of holding on to a similar story and then that gives them the power. And you know, that's what we're here to do, to unite as a community is a collective to hold space for each other to all rise together mm. you know there is so much within this world and it's not like cutthroat where you know i can't support you because we kind of do the same sort of thing and you can't you know there's so much to go around and we need to heal together you know yeah. work together empower each other give each other the strength the space the creativity the courage to to be our best selves because we all have gifts Mm, you know and it's to find that you know i want to see you succeed and by giving you that energy that then that energy radiates back to me so it's you know we give and we receive and it's you know we take turns and speaking your truth empowers that's something i wish i learned a long time ago is like the more you give to others the more you get back like Yeah. Yes, that seems obvious, but like the amount of people that don't actually believe that as a truth and practice that is like a lot of people in this world. Yeah, well, it's like, how good does it feel if I gave you something? Yeah. Like, how good do I feel when you say thank you? Like, that makes me feel great. Mm. So I'm receiving that back. It's not like I'm waiting to receive something big. It's like, you know, we give and we receive. It's that energy. I'm so thankful and I feel amazing because you're happy. Yeah. With something I've done. Like Yeah, and going back to food, now that I have that mentality, food is so much more beautiful mm. because it's not about oh, can I get that last piece of pizza before that other person gets it? Yeah. It's like <laughs> no, it's like we're having this meal together. Yeah. There's no 
um, fear of missing out. It's not a fight for survival. The world's fucking abundant. There's mm. food everywhere. Like, you don't have to have it in that moment because you'll get something else, like, translated. Like, just mm. having that mindset of, like, there's unlimited resources. I want to cook for someone, show my love for them, nourish them, yeah. and share with them. Yeah. And if it you makes are food so much those, more enjoyable. If you are thinking those thoughts, you're not actually present with the social side of things with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking, oh, I hope no one gets that last slice of pizza, I hope no one gets... You're not actually present in the, the social connection with the people that is going on. Yeah. Because we're too fixated on the food, which is mm. like an escapism. Which is another thing about binge eating. I think if the world wasn't so isolated, like when you're in community, you're way more present and the food is like a bonus, right? Yeah. And it's like whenever I'm eating with people, I always feel so much more full and satisfied because, yeah, it's just that thing of, like, actually having people around yeah. to share it with. Yeah, but we don't... Sometimes we don't find ourselves doing that because we're so busy. Yeah. We're so busy. We're, we've got no time for this, no time for that. Or we keep our world small because we've got a goal mm. that we need to fix on. So we shut everything else out. So then food becomes our coping mechanism at home while we're isolated. Yeah. So yeah. would I rather go out with my friends tonight or am I going to get more enjoyment sitting binging probably gonna do that yeah yeah so when you were walking on the beach yesterday and you Mm -hmm. put on your story you said four things yeah so can you go through those four things to a purposeful life because i loved it yep so four things that we need to be addressing your vision what is your vision so your three two to five year vision and why is it that your vision you know, what is that going to bring for you? How is that going to make you feel? What is that going to do to the people within your life? How is that? How are you going to serve? Like, what is the vision? Why is that your vision? And then the second thing is your support. So your internal support, your external, internal environment, your external environment. So who are around you? Like the people that you're surrounded, they say, is it the five closest people to you? Mm. You're like a part of each one of those. So who are you surrounding yourself with? If your vision is to be a really successful business owner within health and fitness, let's just say, but you're surrounding yourself by five people that don't work and don't do anything, that are you really going to achieve that? And then your internal environment, like what is going on within your body? You know, are you looking after yourself? Are you prioritising your emotions, your well-being? Just internal and external environment is so important. We can't heal or create in the same place that's made us sick or made us with the bad stories or whatever we need to put ourselves into a different environment which means different thoughts different habits different behaviors different stories and then number three is alignment being aligned to the vision that you have Mm. and then number four is um embodiment so embodying that person that is going to achieve that goal what does someone who runs a successful health and fitness business look like how do they walk how do they dress how do they hold themselves how do they speak to people how do Mm. they have a routine are you doing that are you taking an inspired action and it doesn't have to be anything big but are you taking one inspired action every single day and that could be i don't know just one tiny thing could be meditating every day 
Yeah. Or it could be making a new connection every day. Or it could be learning something different every day. Just mm-hmm. one thing. We don't have to think... Because I think when people have a goal or a vision, they're like, how can I get to this so quickly? I want it now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to, like build up and take time or whatever but if this vision is something that you want to achieve in the next year then what can you do over this whole entire year that's going to take one tiny step towards that so in a year's time you're going to be there instead of Mm -hmm. trying to take one big jump yeah yeah and that's and with the embodiment i think that was the hardest part for me to get yeah because i was always trying to copy other people Mm. yeah yeah because i wanted to well, especially from, like, I'm a purpose mentor. You don't see many of those around. So it's hard to know, like, how that looks. And I just continuously wasn't trusting myself. I was looking externally of, like, that looks cool. I like that a lot. So the embodiment for me was, like, finally just deciding you can be different. Do it your way. Yeah. What feels right for what you. What feels right for me. Yeah. And actually being able to really feel what feels right for me. Yeah. Because there is no, you know, what does a successful business mm. help, like health and fitness owner look like? That There isn't anything. You know, we, we can kind of compare ourselves to other people that we see online, but do you want to be them? Because you're not them, are you? You're you. Mm-hmm. So how can you create something that you, your vision is different to every single, it's unique. There's no vision like it. So what do you need to do? How do you need to show up? What? How do you need to speak? How do you like to dress? Mm. Like for me, you know, I'm still in my old bodybuilding gym clothes and stuff, but I'm, I'm, I'm so not aligned to this anymore and it, it bothers me because I see myself in my visions and I'm like <laughs> feminine flow, I'm like in this dress and stuff like that and I know that that is all coming. But for now, I'm just going to keep writing out what it was and I know that mm. I'll find what I want to be, how I yeah. want to look, how I show up. I'm not pressured to look like mm-hmm. you or yeah. another person within this industry. Like how does a spiritual person look? I'm going to look like that. I'm just going to allow it to just be. I know it's not this. And I know I'll be guided to, you know, revealing myself. Yeah. Yeah. And not having the pressure of, like, I'm not aligned to this right now, so I need to chuck everything out and start again. And, like, just, yeah, do it slowly. Yeah. One thing at a time. Yeah. Because we want it now. Yeah. We want everything now. It's Everything's a quick fix, mm. which is just another form of escapism. Yeah. so you've got your group program coming up yep you do discovery calls how else can people work with you uh so i've got the group program coming up which is going to be an eight week self-discovery women's group program so the first one will be half price and then i have free discovery calls for anyone that is curious within work with working with me or curious about the program coming up so they go for about half an hour to an hour just to hear you know their story, what's what's bothering them, what challenges they have, and to just share how I may be of service to them. And then you can work one-to-one with me. So that's a weekly Zoom call every week that goes for about 90 minutes. You get weekly check-ins. We do breath work and meditations every fortnight. Um, and there will be a Facebook group coming. And then within the one-to-one, you will get access to the group container when I do start it as well. So mm-hmm. there are three, uh, the two ways. So the group program coming up and then the one-to-one mentorship. Yeah. All right. Let's leave it there and I'll get started on this kick out. <laughs> I am so excited to have this with you. 
And like, that's another thing. It's like, if you want something in the moment, like I'm on an actual program right now where I'm trying to keep to a certain amount of calories. Yeah. And I did it as something new. Like I just wanted to try it. I was intrigued to it. I thought, why not? It's not in my calorie thing, but you know what? Yeah. I want it in this moment. And it's like... Honoring. I'm honoring that. Yeah. So it's like... (laughs) Being flexible and yeah. trusting yourself. I mean, what's 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 it gonna do? You know, what's yeah. the worst thing that's gonna happen? Yeah, you know, it would just fill me with even more love. Oh, that's beautiful. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta put yourself first sometimes. Soul first. Sometimes. Reveal your soul. Reveal your soul. It's time to reveal yourself. Because uh, you know, people say it reveal yourself. Yeah. No, it's reveal <laughs> your soul. It's so true. You know, we we are souls having a human experience. You know, we we are not bodies. Mm. And it's important to remember that. And if you do have pains or health conditions or something going in your body, that's just a signal that, you know... Pay attention. Your body's, yeah, listen to me. Listen to me. Yeah. yeah. All right. See you guys on the next episode. Beautiful. Thank Bye. you. Bye.